Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome into Sports Sunday with Joe Fish and Rashad Taylor today. No Mike Lynch. No Mike Lynch. So it's us two satiating your sports talk radio appetites today. Mike Lynch taking care of business today. Doing what he's doing, what he does. Got a late text this morning saying, "Hey, gotta do some things, and I don't want to come in this Sunday because I hate you guys." That's usually how it goes. That's the undertone of the message that we send in the morning when we know we're not going to be there. A little bit. Screw you guys. I'm staying home. Yeah, and then uh, the brief moment came across my mind. Well, shoot, do we just uh, you know call in the pinch hitter, aka Swag, tell him to fill in some breaks, and uh, we get a Sunday off? But then I text back, "No, we got you, Maine." Yeah, no, we're 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 all good. We got it, Lynch. Yep, we're back. We're here. Lynch just brings pressure that doesn't need to be here. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, he is the hardest working man in 1080. He is. He uh, is. He's a, he is a uh, he's a big voice. You're, you're big up next, man. Here. It was Dusty for the longest time. Was you know, Mr. Fan Man himself. He was the hardest working man at the fan. And but Dusty still does a stuff, a bunch of stuff. But Lynch in the station, that guy's a beast. You know, there was a point where he was here like every day. All the time. Swag, like, lives here. I don't think there's ever been a time where I've, you know, come to the station, no matter what show was on and Swag wasn't around. You know, and with less people being in the building, you could definitely post up a cot somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Sleeping bag. Literally camp out. Like, if you worked here overnight, you can literally camp out, you know, no problem. You can get one of those, like, Coleman 
fire starter things where you can like heat up a can of beans or no, something yeah. like that. You get yourself a nice little uh, hot plate, or if they, I don't know if they still make hot plates. If not, uh, a griddle. I, I, I think the hot plates are still a thing. Yeah, are they really? <laughs> I think so. Oh, okay. I haven't seen a hot plate in <laughs> since I was maybe eight years old. So. I mean, it's definitely nothing I, that I would use. I have a full blown oven and stove, so I'm all I'm all good. No hot plates needed for me. Yeah, but I mean, you sleep inside a house, so just imagine if you had to sleep. You know, for whatever reason, you had to sleep here. Well, let's know? just go outside and ask a dude that's probably a block away from us. You know, do you use a hot plate in your tent? Sure, hot plates are plenty here in the homeless community. I'm, I'm curious where to find them. Like I said, I haven't seen an actual hot plate since I was, you know, maybe eight or nine years old. Hot plate. Yeah. Sounds like that's that's what like scientists use. I don't even know if is that even the 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 name for it. I think that's the right terminology. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Either way, swag could live here if you wanted to. Absolutely, probably showers here and everything. I guarantee he does. Uh, so Mike, not out today. Rashad and I got some things to talk about, mostly the fact that you rolled in a VW bug today. Man, in style. <laughs> yeah. No, I did not roll in a VW bug. I don't think I could fit in a VW bug, even even a little bit, maybe maybe half of my body. Well, I, I, ro- I rolled into the station and saw that thing in the... The parking lot and, said, oh. and i said wow yeah shod's going to style no it's it's yeah <laughs> i pulled i pulled up in a nice blue um i want to say maybe it was a mazda or something like that you know i was i was ubered here uh my car was fixed you know so i got that whole car issue taken care of and then as i'm leaving i turn on my blinkers and the blinkers don't work <laughs> so no turn signals so of course i backed right up and told them to fix the turn signals and i'll be back when you're done so that was Friday. I'm supposed to have my car. I'm supposed to have my car all weekend. But, uh, yeah. You know, and pretty timely because I saw on someone's Instagram story yesterday, it was on, I believe, 205, and they were driving by a Range Rover that was literally on fire on the side of the freeway. Yes, was not me this time. No, but I was like, oh. That well, last time, yeah. Not a good not a good week for Range Rovers. Not a good week for Range Rovers. So luckily, like, I thought I was going to have to spend, like, three grand or something like that to get it fixed it wasn't three grand luckily it was only one but still it, yeah right but still like i mean i guess if there's some silver lining there it's like i didn't spend the money i thought i'd thought i'd be spending and hey tomorrow i'll get my car back and so yeah we're back, back to normal life back back to the mix man very nice very nice did you uh did you watch any ufc last night i was gonna ask i'm looking right here on sports and they're talking about the fight last night so i'm curious if you saw it at all. I did not, unfortunately. Um, that was one of those nights where I scheduled a date and didn't realize that uh, what was happening that night. And I was like, ah, oh, it's the it's main UFC pay-per-view. And I'm like, well, hopefully this uh, is a good date and uh, I don't regret it. And it was one of those where I regretted uh, scheduling a date on, a, on really? the night of a pay-per-view. Yeah, so... Did she have like a weird neck or something? <laughs> yeah, a weird neck. No, that that was the least of my concerns. Was a weird neck. Uh, let's just say, let's just leave it at. I'm I'm upset that I missed the UFC pay per view live. Well, you 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 should be because there were two incredible knockouts that that happened. Um, unexpected knockouts, man. Uh, Usman knocked out Mazdaval in the in the second round like no one saw that coming. You know, and if you follow UFC, you know that. Um, Jose Masvidal, he's a he he can Masvidal, he can he's a he can boxer. That's 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 where he, you know he trains uh, mostly in like just striking and stuff like that. And he got knocked out by a guy that's considered a wrestler, and he knocked the sweat off of him. 
that I mean, and I was getting plenty of texts during said date that I when she would sneak off to go get something from the bar, use a restroom, like I was pulling out my phone and pulling up the highlights. And people around me must have been looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Because I was giggling, laughing to myself when I pulled up the video of Usman knocking out Maz of it all. No, yeah, it was. Because that is, that is like, <clears throat> that's something like you see out of a movie when someone gets punched in the sweat and the spit goes like flying. It's like Rocky the- <laughs> Four, you know what I'm saying, type thing where you just, every time he gets hit, like you see like the, the jaw move and everything kind of go in slow motion in the sweat, like, it was it was crazy, and the fact that he got you know knocked out just that fast was like wow, man. That's and all that and it goes to show you, man. Sometimes all it takes is one punch, and it's over. That was one of the more satisfying knockouts that I've seen in a while. Oh, then you didn't see uh, Thug Rose knockout. I, well, I saw that too. I mean that, and I even posed that question on Twitter last night. I was like, I don't know which one was more satisfying to watch. Rose you know, Namahuna's hitting with that leg kick and winning that and winning the title back, or Seeing Masvidal get knocked out like Man, that. Man, it's the, it's the sweet chin music from Thug Rose. I it, thought that was the, <laughs> like, seriously, like, the, it's one thing to be punched. Okay, think about this. And, and, Gave and, her the and, HPK. And, and, text, and text in and kind of and, and, and let us know what you think. Which is worse? Like, you're in a fight. You're in the middle of a, you know, a bar or a, you know, park, wherever you, you know, are going to fight. And somebody either knocks you out with a straight right hand, bang, and then you're down. Or somebody kicks you in the face with their left foot. Bang. Either way, you're asleep for the moment. Like, which is more embarrassing? I think it's getting kicked in the face. Like, it's just it's just one of those things. Like, there's no, you can't live that down. Like, with a punch, it's like, oh, it was a lucky punch. But with a kick, like an actual karate kick to the face, hey, man. Yeah, I would say the. There's no living that down. I would say the kick would be worse to go down by. I mean. Make the case for both because, like, throwing hands out there. I mean, that's like one of the more, like, more fundamental things about that sport is like being able to box and, you know, throw hands. I get the Muay Thai and the Brazilian jitsu, uh, jiu jitsu, and, you know, all that and kickboxing. But I mean, like, got to be able to throw hands in there. And you just caught a right, you know, right hook and or right jab, like, right cross. Like, that's just. That's tough to go down that way. You got beat at your own game. Exactly. And, you know that was the that was the main uh, thing that I think people took away from that fight last night with you know because Masvidal is a, is his you look at the record and he's like what thirty seven and fourteen and you look at the number I think the people the number people look at is the fourteen. It's like yeah, this is UFC man. There this is mixed martial arts like it's easy to go down with you know one punch or one kick or anything like that yeah 35 and 15 now. yeah like that's i mean again people don't look at the 35 victories they look at those 15 losses and say yeah he wasn't that good in the first place yes he is yes he was and he just caught a caught a bad one it's a bad day at the office for masvidal and it's a great day at the office for usman so he continues as uh welterweight champion it was a dope fight and the one the, the one my the biggest takeaway for me was how different it was watching that with the crowd man the that crowd is, makes uh, you can tell how much of a difference it makes just having that energy behind you and the the fighters feel it wrestlemania two weeks ago was i think the first uh event here in the states that had at least twenty five thousand people i could be wrong on that forgive me if i am but twenty five thousand people which and for wrestlemania that's nothing because typically they have eighty thousand you know eighty five thousand but that twenty five thousand felt like 
man, look how many people are here. This is awesome. It's great to hear that. So to look at USC last night and just see all those people there, most of which without mask, which was kind of weird. But either way, Bro, like, like you know, <laughs> let's be real. Yeah, no was one weird. was wearing a mask. It was, it was weird, you know, to look at all the front row and see nobody wearing a mask. But I mean, okay. I'm at that. I'm at the point with COVID and all that where you know I I my place of work too, and people just roll in there without a mask. It's just like, do I even bother asking? Like, hey, can you go put one on? Because I just feel like people, hey, some people just straight up forget. But in that situation at UFC last night, it was like, look to my left, look to my right. All right, no one's wearing a mask. All right, I'm not going to wear I'm a mask. I'm not going to wear one either, which it seems like it should be the opposite. No one's wearing I mean, and unless you have, unless those people are vaccinated, we don't know. And that's kind of the, the cold thing about it is like, we don't know exactly who's vaccinated. So you might feel a little more, I know you feel a little more confident once you've got that second shot and you're kind of like, Psh. Oh yeah, I'll go without a mask. Yeah, I'm not I'm, tripping. I got my second shot. I still got like 12 days left to go on it. You know, as far as being fully vaccinated, I guess. But um, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling much more confident in, in oh, myself yeah. and being oh, yeah. able to like, take all on of the sudden, world. You're, you're attacking the world uh, much differently now, for so. sure. No, I mean like seeing all that and how many people were there and people not wearing masks and that place just packed and shoulder to shoulder. It was just like, ooh, wasn't you know wasn't ideal but then again it was dope seeing fans in the stadium and hearing the crowd reactions and definitely then chanting f jake paul that was that nice was to probably hear. the highlight of <laughs> of the night that was one of the nice parts of the of the card for sure i like so, jake paul i don't mind him he's stop. funny to me stop what he's funny to me he's a troll so so trolls are not troll. someone to sometimes they're funny he is not he just happens to be funny hard pass hard pass Hard pass on the Blazers right now, too. Ugh. Which we have to talk about them. Uh, yes, they are. You know, Jeez, it's fine. it's crunch time in the NBA season and Blazers are not. Somebody tell them. They're, yeah, really. They're not playing their best right now. And we need to take a look at the standings, take a look at what's ahead. There is one light at the end of the tunnel, I would say. But right now, Blazers not playing so hot. So we'll. We'll go over the last week of play and see what's ahead. Got plenty of NBA to talk about. We got the NFL draft coming up. We will sift our way through the sports world over the last week. Maybe talk some baseball, Rashad? No. <laughs> no we're not going to talk baseball until, let's say, you know, and baseball season started on time this year. They, they expect us to play a, a full season. Hey, A's have a big win streak going on right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's March. Or it's, it's April. <laughs> it's April. Now, we got plenty to talk about, though. Uh, we're going to start with the Blazers, though. Rough week. Rough week for the Blazers as they drop four in a row. Three of the last games have all been by one possession. And they're now sitting in play in territory, Rashad. So that's where we'll start here on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Most people know that Mr. Clean Magic Eraser removes crayon and scuff marks from walls. But did you know it even cleans tough kitchen and bathroom messes that are sometimes tough to tackle? Just wet, squeeze, and erase gray soap scum on your bathtub. Erase cloudy hard water spots in your shower. Erase burnt-on stovetop messes. So for all your tough kitchen and bathroom messes, try Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 
Sports Sunday here. Joe Fish, Sean Taylor. Yo. Holding it down this Sunday morning. Blazers not holding it down. You know, I find it ironic uh, that the Blazers' current sponsor that I see keep popping up is Calm. The Calm app where you can, like, meditate and relax and stuff like that. If there's one team that needs it the most, it's Blazers and their fan base. Oh, man. Like, I think I said it last week is, personally, as a fan, I'm, I'm really frustrated. Really, really frustrated with watching this team play basketball. Like, it hasn't been fun, and you're, you're looking at a team that's uninterested, um, unmotivated, just un- Whatever the word you can uh, on everything, yeah, whatever whatever you can think of that they're not doing, just 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 say that because that's just kind of what it is. Dame looks like he's playing playing well, but he's he's forcing a lot of bad shots. If you can believe that, you know they're like, I, hey man, he, I'm the other night he had a shot late that he threw up, had Norman wide open on the wing. Dame does a lot of hero ball stuff. I mean he, I think if you watch enough Blazers basketball, you notice that. There are times where he tries to go hero ball and save this team, which I can't blame him. He's done it plenty of times. Yeah, but that's not sustainable, though. No. Even Michael Jordan didn't win every single game playing hero ball, right? Arguably the greatest player of all time in most people's eyes. You know, but even he would use his teammates to make things happen. It's Damian Lillard or bust. And while I I appreciate and admire his uh, confidence in himself, I think sometimes you got to have some confidence in your team. And the game has come down to one possession in most cases that Dame has the his hands on the ball at the end of the game. And just just bad shots. You know, fadeaway, turnarounds, like over taller defenders. Just bad. That's not a good shot, Dame. And I know like, you know, for for Ooh, you a, just went Paul George on him. I'm, I'm, and I was about to say, for a guy <laughs> and I, for a guy that can make shots from you know, a, a bad foot, shot. A, a foot above, you know, the half court line and sometimes, you know, on the half court line. Like, there are such things as bad shots sometimes. And sometimes, and, and lately, he's been forcing those. Not sure why. C.J. McCollum hasn't been C.J. McCollum. He's up and down, up and down version of himself. And he, he's yet to really find that rhythm that he had at the beginning of the season when, he, when it seemed like he was really motivated to play. Do you remember all the trade rumors happening? And then it, it came uh, came up that James Harden puts Portland on his short list of teams to be traded to. And, of course, if you're, you're, if you're going to get James Harden traded to Portland, you're not trading Dame. So CJ knew, man, he had the light of fire under his ass, and that's exactly what happened. He played lights out for those, what, 14, 15 games that he played before he got hurt. And now he comes, comes back and knows that there's no chance he's going to be traded now. It's just I don't see the same aggressiveness. And it could be – He's still working through the injury. We hope he's still working through the injury. But at this point, you're too deep into the season to to try to work out the kinks. All the good teams have gelled at this point. We worried about Boston for a long time, right? Boston's figured it out. We worried about Dallas for a long time. And last week, I think we all said Dallas is a better team and Dallas is playing well right now. Well, Dallas has snuck up and took your spot, you know, in, in that regard. We worried about the Clippers not being able to find cohesiveness. They're better. The Lakers are still playing sustainable basketball. They just got Anthony Davis back. They're better. The Blazers are the only team in that mix of eight in the Western Conference that have gotten worse as time progressed. I, I, don't, I don't think it looks good. I don't know if this playing play thing is going to work out in their favor. 
just considering the way they're playing right now. To play devil's advocate, the Blazers are playing a lot of one-possession games, so they are competing. They're fighting to the end. You watch that Grizzlies game. They lose by two, the Nuggets. The Nuggets and Clippers, both top teams in the West, you take them down to literally the final possession, and a CJ shot goes in. We talk about that game different. They finally beat the Clippers. You get a Norman Powell floater that goes in. They beat the Nuggets. That's another great win. And let's be real. A lot of games earlier this year, those shots were going in when the Blazers were winning a lot of those close games. When Dame was playing that hero ball and getting the win. And so this is kind of the other side of the coin where you play a lot of games like this. You you know, you win some, you lose some. And right now the Blazers are losing the majority of those. And I think that's the that's the main thing. Like, I think these are issues that you want um, at the beginning of the season. These are things that you want to have happen in December. I'd, yeah, you know, I'd much just, rather have the wins and close games come now. Yeah, you know, and uh, this is a the time, sure. exactly, as you get closer and closer to the playoffs, these teams, these playoff teams you're going to be playing are, you're, they're going to they're be close games. They're going to be one, two possession games. And this is what I'm, I don't care about a blowout win. Like, I mean, a blowout win means a lot went wrong for the other team. They didn't get fouls called. They didn't make free throws. They couldn't hit three-pointers. Like, a lot can ha- lot needs to happen uh, for there to be a blowout. But a close game, you lose a close game, that means, man, tighten up some defense here, couple extra rebounds there, maybe a rotation. Uh, I, I Not seeing Nurkic on the floor is infuriating at points. But he did – I mean, and this he, is – was it did. one of the lights at the end of the tunnel is that he literally had his, like, best game – of the season since his injury um i mean since the bubble whatever you want to say he's he had one of his best games against uh the the grizzlies the other night yeah he was amazing that was yeah that was the first time we had a nurkic sighting you know for the first time and again it's infuriating because you we remember nurkic for being able to do something like this yeah when he first became a blazer the bosnian beast is what we called him right like he was just a guy that would man he was a guy that would just uh, would take over inside and and do it with this like the reckless abandon. And now I kind of see a guy that's scared to get hurt, scared to get hit. And I understand because he's been injured a little bit and he's missed, you know, significant time. But man, they need they need Nurkic to be that to be that guy down low. Like it's it's to the point to where people consider Cantor a better player than Nurkic. For sure. You I, know mean, what I mean, they, like, it was it was getting to that point. But I would say that Friday night. Again, if you're going to take one thing from it, it it sucked to see them lose and, again, give up 130 points to another team. That defense really showing itself again. But there, if there is one pro that came out of that loss, it was Nurkic. And this is what some people have been saying, that as we get closer to the end of the season and this crunch time, I think we've got like 22 game or 22 days left of the regular season, 21, is that if Nurkic can return to form and the Blazers can get this unit, this team to gel together the last three weeks and playoff start, then really the, the sky is the limit for this team. Because just like every other sport, if you're playing right at this time of year and you get on a little bit of a hot streak and you got momentum and you get things figured out, you go into the playoffs feeling a little bit better about yourself, then who knows what could happen. The problem is, is do you really want to go into the playoffs and have to play a play-in game, and then you have to go and face a Phoenix or Utah? I mean, really, this is—it's not—it's not an ideal situation because in the West, 
if you either are going to have to play Utah, Phoenix, the Clippers, or the Nuggets, who, again, they just lost one of their best players in Jamal Murray, or the Lakers, or the Mavericks. I mean, like, all those teams right now, from what you've seen with the Blazers, you don't really want to play. But they have been competitive against two of those top teams in the West lately, and you saw it that they can take them down to the wire. So are the Blazers, is their fight gone? It was sure looking like it for a little bit when you lose to the Heat and then you lose to the Hornets. Uh, that Hornets game last Sunday, I believe, that was one of the more deflating losses I've seen in a while. And then since then, they've had last-second games against three good teams. So, again, playing devil's advocate, because I feel a lot of the same way you do, Rashad, about this team. But there is still time to right the ship. And, of course, this is what the Blazers do to Blazer fans and people that follow the team is they find some way to just keep us roped into the very end. And I think that's the thing. And I know, I know we have to break, but, you know, you kind of mentioned that, you know, you took uh, Utah or, excuse me, uh, the Clippers down the wire. You took Denver down the wire. Um, those are moral victories. And that's what the Blazers have rested on for years. Almost. We almost did it. We almost made it. That's the that's the overall feeling there. Like at this point, you can't have any moral victories. You need actual victories. You need to be able yeah. you need to be able to show yourself and show your fan base that man, yes, we are capable of winning this thing. We can do this. And you look at this team, and I think it's more and more our confidence as a fan base is going like, yeah, we can't do this. And as of now that I like I said, I'm 37 now. I'll be 38 in May. You spend a hundred thousand dollars on this team, man. I'm listen. <laughs> that number sounds crazy, but let's just man be perfectly honest. Spend all the stuff that you spend. I spend man every year for just the Blazers, uh, two two grand, and that's just and that's just stuff for the house, man. That's dinner for the night for if I'm having people come over. <laughs> if you buy, if you pay, I, for I like a podcast, how you lump all this into the absolutely, <laughs> man. That's it's what do you mean? It's, it's all like you got you got to have watch dinner the regardless, and it's all to watch the Blazers. You know, yes, but typically when I'm watching but that wasn't dinner I'm, while I ate the Blazers, so that counts as but money. But typically towards the when Blazers. I'm watching that game, you know what I mean? Like if you're having somebody, if you're having people over, and I get you're it. buying wings <laughs> and you're buying, you're spending a hundred dollars at. You know, Safeway or Fred Meyer or wherever you're going, just to buy food and get beers and do all. You know, so that's a that's a 82 times a year. Well, and let's say we don't watch every game, so let's say what 60 times a year. That's a lot of moolah. That's a lot of sweet moolah. Blazers are fleecing you, man. I'm, it's hey, man. You well, know, they, they've been fleecing this, this town is, for a while. This now. is what it is to be a fan. You go to the bar, you you know, you and some buddies, you pay, you pay for a couple rounds. That's what 40, 50 bucks. You know, yeah, and that's just, and that's just for the beers. That doesn't count like for the nachos you bought or for whatever. Like, man, every time, come on, man, adds up. And so at this point, I want to see results, and we'll see if we ever get those. I will say, speaking of drinks, I did have a fantastic cocktail last night. That day, that was one of the one of the pros. I'll say that much. It was a bourbon with like cucumber and lemon and something else in it. It was fantastic. I'm not a big mixed drink guy you know what i'm saying so it just kind of give me just the whiskey neat for sure and i'm yeah i'm knocking that down and that's mostly what i've been into over the last few years but i realized that um you know bartenders they work hard they make good drinks and i gotta venture out a little bit and just going to a bar just to get a beer on tap that i could get at like literally a, a hundred other establishments right that's not really like doing it justice so get a cocktail See how they see how they do. See how it tastes, and uh, I was very satisfied with my cocktail last night. And uh, I also discovered uh, this thing called a hot toddy. 
You oh, ever heard of those? Never had a hot toddy before, <laughs> huh? I had it for the first time like a few months ago. Were you sick? Uh, no, but it was during like the cold, cold months. I want to say like uh, Octo- October, November. Yeah. And I never realized that you could make like a warm cocktail other than like something with like Kahlua, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I had a hot toddy and that, that jumped to the power rankings of one of my favorite drinks now. Is it really? Dude, that thing was delicious. Yeah. I'm again, like a warm lemony bourbon drink. Oh my God. That thing was amazing. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoy it. You, you ever had a Spanish coffee? No. I don't like coffee, so I mean. Yeah, I don't either, but those are pretty good. I don't too. mess with the coffee. Yeah, I'm those good. are pretty good, too. And they get you after. <laughs> Just saying. All uh, right, we're going to read some texts on the text line next because I see you, how you guys are feeling about the Blazers, and it's some type of way. I mean, it's it's really the same way that most people are feeling, but we'll get to the text line and uh, dive into this Blazers season a little bit more and what to expect as they got the Grizzlies again today. And in a couple days as well. So, some more Blazers next, but first, Sports Center update. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, let's read some text messages. Uh, we got some Blazer fans chiming in about the season and how it's going. And how you feel? A lot of positivity right now. That's good. Definitely feel no, not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. Uh, all right. Uh, let's read this one here. After watching the Mavericks last night, the the Lakers, I believe they won by like fifteen in yeah. that one. I don't see Portland moving past them. They have an easier path in front of them, and Luca is out playing Dame right now. Do you remember uh about maybe two months ago? When we were on the show, and I, then I was like, man, Luca is better than Dame. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Luca's not the – Luca can't. Yeah, he can. I mean, and I kind like, of sat here silently, and I was you know, kind of like, yeah, I agree. I mean, just – I mean, I'll just just think about this. He's he's bigger. Uh, he's stronger. That's just – I mean, that's just a, a thing. Um, he's a better passer. He's a better rebounder. He's. I'm not gonna say he's a better shooter because Dame is arguably the best shooter in the league. You and you could saying? argue that Luca is legitimately a top five player in the league. Yes, you could. And I, I. And honestly, I don't know if anybody outside of Portland fans are going to say Dame is. You know what I mean? And it's 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 kind of one of those things. Like, and I know we we love our superstar and we should love our superstar. Like he's done a lot to make sure he's kept Portland afloat. Like without Damian Lillard, this team is in the toilet, deep in the toilet. And Dame has at least kept them afloat and kept them competitive for up until, you know, recently. I think the worst thing that happened was Van CJ and Nurt coming back. Ever since they got back, the team has been just unsure of itself. And everybody is kind of, you know, trying to make sure that they don't step on toes or whatever the case is. But, you know, ever since C, uh, CJ and Nurkic came back, the chemistry has been weird. Well, and again, I mean, I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but. Give it time, just like every Blazers season. Give it time. Hopefully, they figure things out. Again, Nurkic, he's now playing his full minute. Uh, like, he doesn't have any restrictions, so he's playing his full minutes. Uh, and you saw his best performance on Friday night, yeah, which was encouraging. Uh, granted, you saw down the stretch, I believe, Dame trying to play hero ball. And another text line that came in is, ask Doug Collins how hero ball worked out for Jordan. Didn't. 
at all. Exactly. Got Doug Collins fired. And this is kind of where it's going for – we haven't talk, talked about this guy yet, uh, Terry Stotts. And also, you know what, let's throw in Neil Olshay. I think it's I, I think it's it's fair. You know, Olshay, he gets a lot of credit for drafting Dame, drafting CJ. And Myers. Wait, what? And, 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 right, and Myers <laughs> and Zach. Wait, what? You know, we forget about those guys, you know, conveniently. But he hey, gets a, but if the Blazers make a deep playoff run, reports say Zach Collins could return this yeah. season. How deep is that? Like second <laughs> AKA round? Zach Collins yeah. probably not returning yeah, this season. Zach Collins is done for the. I forgot he still played for the Blazers, <laughs> to be honest. Once I saw him on the sideline, I was like, oh, snap. The drip is pretty good. He's, got, that, yeah. some, he's no, got some he's, good outfits. Yeah, his swag is, is, is out of this world. You know, he plays for the Monstars with a swag. Like, it's it's <laughs> he's he's one-to-one, you know, as far as his, his dress. Dress is much better. The Nurkic. Nurkic is arguably, he's the, the new Craig Sager of the NBA. <laughs> Seriously, I look at some of his suits, and some of them are like, okay, that's a that's a nice blazer. Or Those are nice pants. But you don't wear them together. Uh, you know I mean, you pick one. I agree with you. Yeah, Zach Collins' uh, wardrobe, much yeah. better than you. No, yeah, it's out of this world. But Collins ain't coming back no time soon. And so this is the team you have. And honestly, I've just felt like since the, the guys came back from from injury, uh, you lose Gary, and obviously Norman Powell has been the one. I think he's been the one bright spot. Like uh, you look around, and like Norman Powell. Okay, I'm okay with trading him for Gary. He's a little bit of, of a better defender. Uh, can hit those shots with regularity. Is able to get to the rim and finish at the rim. Like okay, I'll take I'll take Norman. So that's been he's been the one spot of the team. Is like if we can figure out a way to keep him, you're good. But I think you see now that you're going to have to make a huge change. And I think it's not going to be it's not a player thing anymore. At this point, it's got to be Stotts. It's got to be Olshay. Like, they've got to go. Olshay has a type, very much a guard type. He loves six foot one, six foot two. Loves Dame, loves point CJ. guards that shoot. Loves Anthony. Loves Norman. Gary. I mean, yeah, love Gary, loves Norman. Like, he loves this prototype guard. He feels like you're going to win with that guard. So he just keeps drafting him over and over again. If he's not that, he drafts the tall, lanky, white, non-shooting, big. <laughs> cool, man. Like, you know, every time. Which is fine. I have a crazy man basketball fetish for for white boys that can hoop. Like seriously, <laughs> like I mean, there's there's certain ones. I, I absolutely man, if we can get Laurie Marketing to play for the Blazers, that'd be amazing. Now the Luka Doncic stuff makes yeah, sense. Yeah, man, that'd be amazing for real. I, man, I, there's always one, and I'm like, man, you're super cold, man. I love, it. especially growing up here in Portland, you're gonna run into a whole lot of man, nice cold white boys <laughs> that are just incredible, incredible, and I love it. Another one on the text Shout line out to the homie Stephen Harvey. He's one of them. Is the only light at the end of the tunnel is that the Blazers will go eleven and two to finish the season? Definitely not Where? happening. <laughs> that, Where? That's definitely not happening. Outside the playoffs, and Terry Stotts will be finally gone. If Olshay goes with him, I'm gonna have a party. I think we're all gonna have a party. You know, Olshay stepped on my shoe and didn't <laughs> even apologize. You didn't know that? I feel like that's not metaphorical. That's no, like an actual is, okay, thing that happened. So we're at the uh, the Hoop Summit practice, me and Swag, <laughs> and 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 uh, Marcus Greaves at that point. And so we're at the we're at the uh, the Blazers facility, and it's packed in there, <laughs> he right? He stepped on my shoe. Bro, like, repeatedly. And it's so, like the Chappelle show skit. Hey, man, hey. Hey, hey, dog, hey. stepped on my sneakers. Hey, dog, hey. <laughs> and so uh, I'm, I'm standing against the wall. Like, there's literally nowhere to stand. So I'm standing as close to the wall, and I'm I'm a big guy. I, so I pray that you called him out on it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So listen, so I'm, I'm, like, trying to hold all my stuff, like, super close to me because it's incredibly packed in the gym. And so he's in front of me with this little guy who ends up being Lawrence Frank. Had no idea. So Lawrence Frank is literally five foot two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's, a, he's a small dude. Yeah, for sure. And so they're talking, and he just continued. They're right in front of me. 
and he continues to just step all over my my brand new Nike Cortezes. And I was like, all right, first of all, I'd scoot it back a little more just to make sure that, okay, it was probably a mistake and he didn't see me. Nope, doubles down. And he steps on my shoes some more. And I'm like, looks at you in the eye. And, and so just... then I say, and so then I say, I'm dang, excuse me. And he turns around and looks at me, kind of gives a little and turns back around and continues his conversation. My lord. And I was kind of like, word like that. Didn't <laughs> pay that... any attention to him. All I saw is that he had a Blazers like uh um sweater on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever. So I move and I go stand next to Swag. And uh, Swag goes, uh, oh, yeah, there's, there's the GM bro right there. And I turned back and was like, where? He was like, yeah, the, 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 the guy with the silver hair. Like, that I was mother, like, that mother effort just stepped on my shoes. That's exactly what I said to Swag. <laughs> I was like, yo, he just kept stepping on my kicks. And when I told him, <laughs> and when I told him, excuse me, he looked at me like, and? You know, type thing. I was like, okay. What the hell are you? So we'll always have is? beef. Me and Jose will will always yeah. have beef. You know yeah, what I mean? Fr- so, from that day, Rashad's hey, like, dog, he's gotta hey, go. Hey dog, hey, we gotta get rid of this dude. <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny. Uh, yeah, let's wrap up the Blazers conversation next because yeah, we definitely have people that say Stotts need to go, that old Shea needs to go. They both need to go. We'll we'll wrap all this up. Read a few more texts here on the text line next on Sports Sunday on Tenny the Fan and the Odyssey app. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Fist bump, fist bump, fist bump. I wish I had this much energy about the Blazers right now. Yeah, man, it's, you know, it's tough. It's tough. And then, you know, honestly, looking outside, when the Blazers were losing, when it was 85 degrees outside, <laughs> made things a little it better. It was much easier to swallow. <laughs> it was much outside, easier. It's to, gray clouds. Now, yeah, and seriously. Skies now again. you look outside, and the thing about it is, this is what it looks like during yeah, an yeah. actual basketball season. During, you know, from October until June, from October till about March, April, this is what it looks like outside. So it's depressing when they're you know getting spanked and they when they're when they're losing like that. Like it's not, it's not fun basketball to watch. And so when it's like this outside, it just makes it a little more like. Because guess what? When when they were losing by, you know, whatever, and it was 85 degrees, it was much, oh, okay, well, they lost. Oh, well, sun to shine another day, right? You know, that's <laughs> that was kind of our overall it outlook. It's beautiful out. And, yeah, you know, I mean, not going to stay here. So, But now it's like, ugh, nothing to do, and the Blazers are bad, and they play at 445 today or 430. Like, ugh. Damn. Yep, Sucks. it might be one another one of those days because they uh, play at 1 o'clock today. So if they lose, you've got another – four, five, six hours to dwell on the day. So And then I look up and Monty Williams Monty Williams is probably going to be coach of the year this year. <laughs> Give you know it to Quinn. Mean? Or Quinn or, or Quinn, but Monty Williams is in the conversation of coach of the year. Uh Terry Stotts has never been in the conversation for coach of the year. I don't know if he I has. I think he has, he has at least when? once. I'd have to go back. Um I don't know if it was a couple years ago um when they got that four seed I I'd have to go back, but I remember them talking about it once before. Yeah. But it was it wasn't like ever you know like sustained like oh no, he's definitely it was like yeah, here's a here's a cute little outside candidate, dark horse Terry yeah. Stotts. It was never for real. And here's the cold part. Monty Williams is not a dark horse candidate. No, he I mean he's very, like he very well very well may win 
this award this year. And as a Blazers fan, I'm I'm happy for him. You know, I'm happy for him to have the success that he's had because he's, he's had some bumps in the road, you know, here and there. So super happy to see him sitting here and, you know, possibly the coach of the year for the year. But it makes me look at our coach. Makes me look – and I say our, in case this is the first time listening, man, I am a huge Blazer fan. Have been for, you know, most of my life. And so when I say our and us, I'm talking about us just because – Man, I'm I'm a I'm a fan before anything else. This is 1080 the fan, you know, and that unfortunately for me, I, I can't shake my fandom for the Blazers. I like to, you know, refer to them in the third person, but the truth is, or the, the first person, second person, one of the persons. <laughs> I like to refer to them as that, but the truth is, uh, I can't take my fandom out of it a lot. And I think that's why I'm so hard on the team. That's why I'm so hard on our on our stars and coaches, is because man, like <laughs> I see you guys all the time. Like I, I expect more at this point. But Terry Stotts is just the thrill is gone. It, the quote BB King, like the the thrill is gone away. Like the 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 shine has came off. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just not the same. And when you know? your team is built on offense, but your offense is you know score score 120 points, that's great. But when you give up 130, it doesn't matter. That, yeah, it really does not help things at all and you kind of lose your case at being like what why are you here again number one in isolation basketball 100 percent, yeah so that means mellow shoots dame shoots cj shoots norman shoots then and then keep going in circles there's no play ran there's no no box and one there's no pick and roll there's no you know, there's there's nothing like they on defense. They don't call any any plays like they're giving up the same corner three every single game, multiple times a game. You're giving up the easiest three pointer in basketball every single game. And I'm like, what defense is that? And I don't even know if they've decided to to call one. So a couple things have happened. If that's the case, either they're listening, either Stotts is calling out a defense or calling out a play and the rest of the guys are going screw that. We're not doing it. That's a problem. Or he's calling out a play or whatever, and they're trying to do it, and it's not working. Either way, it's a problem. Either way, you need somebody else to come in. And no, Mark Jackson's not the answer. I know it's the first thing people are going to say, go out and get Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is not going to be better than Terry Stotts. He's not. I'm sorry. And if you need proof, go look at Golden State one year to the next. Mark Jackson's not the answer. He's a great motivator of, of – of men, but I, that only works for so long. You got to be able to draw some X's and O's, and really, he's that's not what his strong suit is. Not to say that he can't do it, but that wasn't what his strong suit was. We got a hot take alert on the text line. Let's hear it. Scalding hot take. You ready for it? Let's hear it. They should trade Dame now while his trade capital is super high. Well, we can't trade him now because, you know, trade deadline, but I get what he's saying. Uh, trade him now. Get some uh, get some wings and start the rebuild now. Without an all star wing, there is no chance of ever winning. Olshay is terrible and should have been fired for trading a six five guard for a six three guard. What is Olshay taller than six three? Is this an inferior inferiority complex? He's not taller than six three. So man, I can. I've already been playing the Neil Olshay end of season press conference in my head because chances are. We're going to run this team back. He likes the talent on this team. To be fair, Jace is what he'll call Jason Quick. Is uh, We never really got this 
football team altogether all season long. Excuses, excuses. Okay. Uh, Yusuf was injured for a big part of the season. CJ was injured for a big part of the season. By the time this team was all together with the, after the trade with Norm, we were still trying to figure things out. Okay, so this team still has plenty of places to go, and that's why we're going to bring everything back, including Terry. You but sound it, just like him. <laughs> that's awesome. Condescending and somewhat laughing at the reporter for asking a question about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just – I. So this team, I mean, this is one of the most talented rosters that this this on, team has had in and, a long time. And on the one hand, he's not wrong. Like, this is – you look at this Blazers roster in comparison to the rest of the Western Conference, you say, damn, this Blazers team is stacked. Really, this season, you need to bifurcate, maybe even trifurcate how this season went <laughs> or quadricate. <laughs> I mean, you need to break this up into four, maybe five, five different when you sec- trade your, sections of season. If you're a GM and you trade your guys, it basically says that you messed up. You whiffed, right? When you when you draft, especially when you draft a guy, you know, and you have to trade him, it means that man, it didn't work, and we whiffed. I that's mean, that's how some GMs kind of see that, you know. What I mean, unless it's something like Kevin Garnett, and you're way down the line, everything like that, man. We're just going to try to get you you know, a, a championship some, somewhere. like I mean, yes, but, like, outside of the top 15, if you're trading a dude that you drafted, I think Gary Trent either went, like, the very, one or two of the last picks of the first round or one of the first of the second round. Yeah. The fact that you're able to trade a guy and get, a, get value out of him, like Norman Powell, to me, it's like that's kind of a a win in a sense because when you're drafting a dude at 31, you're not expecting absolutely him to you're not be... expecting him to be anything, and then you're able to trade up for him. Like, exactly, yeah, that's, that's that's definitely a good thing. So I get what you're saying. When you trade a dude that you drafted, you're quote unquote giving up on him because you don't feel like he fits the team and the scheme and what you're trying to do. But when you're able to get more out of what that player is and bring someone in like Norman Powell. And this is where Olshea, I think he has somewhat righted this shit for himself over the last few seasons. When he brought in Aminu and Harkless and that fizzled out and you that and giving Myers the money he did and some of the contracts he doled out, I understand the Olshea hate at that point. But really, the team he has put together, I, and it's- I acted like him at the press conference, but... And you you said yourself, he does have a point. This is the most talented Blazers team, skill, athleticism that he's put together in his time here. Which is why it's so disappointing. 100%. Which is why this, it's so sickening to watch this team play because just think about this. If you close your eyes, and if I told you Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, uh, Enos Cantor, Carmelo Anthony, Robert Covington, you know, uh, well, I'm trying to think of uh, Norman Powell. Like, man, damn, that's a that's a squad. The Blazers got a got a nice little little team, right? Like, if you look at Phoenix's roster, you don't go like, oh man, Phoenix is dope. Like from one to eight, you you don't say that. You know, when even even to a point, you look at Utah's roster, you don't say, man, Utah one to nine is like, uh, that's a nasty lineup. That's you know, look, it's it's not like they've got a couple guys that are that are great, and then everybody else does a great job playing their role. Not enough people on the Blazers know their role. Melo still thinks it's 2005 or 2007, and he's going for scoring titles. Yeah, I think like, you're watching uh, Melo play his last games with the Blazers. Yeah. I don't see any way that he comes back next year. Yeah. No, he probably and he probably shouldn't, you know, but I, I appreciate it. I appreciate Melo for coming and trying to put in work. But, again, it's not, you know, 2010 was a long time ago. Yeah. For sure. This isn't New York, Denver Mellow anymore. That's for sure. All right. Man, I don't know whether to move on 
or keep going with this Blazers conversation because the text line right now is coming in hot. Well, we got a game, so we should probably talk about you know that and you know how that looks today and what are they going to need to do to Down, beat- take a look at the NBA landscape. I love talking about the entire NBA as Let's well. Let's do that because John Moran is a problem, and he's he's the he's what the Blazers struggle with is that's a bigger guard that's athletic. So I say we wrap up the Blazers talk, but also take a look at some of the teams around them. Let's do it. Today's game, a little bit more NBA as we start hour two here on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. If 